Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. Our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. So we're so excited you're joining us today. I am here with my co-hosts, Gian and Chad. What's up, fellas? Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. How's it going? I'm doing good. Did you guys uh, sync that together? Hey, Jim. Uh, We've been doing this for two years now. (laughs) You guys are just aligned. You're in alignment (laughs) here. Well, listen, we are, uh, I know I am honored, humbled to be part of this podcast. Got an exciting episode and I got to be up front. This was a practice episode with my younger brother and Chad and Gian said, we're going to air this. So I know we're going to have at least one download. My mom, who's up in Pittsburgh, she's going to enjoy this. But uh, man, excited for this episode for you guys to get to know my little brother. Josh Good is currently a physical education teacher, middle school basketball coach at Boca Raton Christian School down here in sunny Florida. And uh, he's starting year number 21. So excited to uh, you guys get to listen to him and hear his story. Yeah, and just for our, our uh, listeners to be reminded that Jim is is new to the podcast, we wanted to add him in as, uh, you know, this is our third season. Me and Gian, we're juniors. We still have a lot to a lot to learn, but bringing in the freshmen to come and just bring that, that new energy, that new life, and really just we wanted more people to be involved. So um, he's, uh, he's probably going to do even better job than what we've done here these first two years. Um, but getting into this episode... Um, just as we listened to it, we're like, man, we have to share this episode. Um, Josh's story is just so good. And uh, the faith over fear, uh, you'll hear more about that at the, at the end. Um, but it was, it was a, a great interview. And uh, Jean, what you got to say? I, you know, I, I think it's very, very rarely when we have such great camaraderie between the interviewer and the guest. You know, and I think Chad, you got to interview your uncle our first season. We, I got to interview our own college coach. Um, but so it was very special to see Jim and Josh just go back and forth like good brothers, um, and and just talk about their growing up together. And and I want to tease out one thing, but you know, Josh's uh, son went through a huge um, incident. Um, on the basketball court and and they definitely talk about that they go into um, depth into that discussion and I really loved that that aspect of the podcast um yeah you'll hear um different people I feel like I've known you my whole life well I can actually say I've known this guy his whole life but I am uh, four years older and uh, one quote that came to my mind as we kind of was going through the conversation it and it's and it's this it's not who you coach it's why you coach. And my brother uh, had takes pride in this youth level, middle school level of why he's called to be a coach. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get into it right now. Welcome to the show, Coach Josh Good. We're excited to have you. Dude, thank you so much. So hyped to be here and connect with you, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for taking the time. I'm excited for our listeners to get to know more about you and your story. And so if you recognize the last name, Coach Josh Good, he is my younger brother. So uh, I'm excited that our listeners are going to get to find out about who you really are. Well, those who listen to the show, we start out with our power question. So, Josh, I'm going to ask you, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? 
Oh, that's a great question, Jim. And a uh, big shout out to you and what you guys do. I think that it's awesome um, how you guys are serving uh, coaches to coach like Jesus. That is awesome. So kudos to you guys and your ministry. Uh, power question. Say it one more time because it's a good one. What does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Mm. So what does it mean to be a Christian coach? Um, I think we all know what coaches do. They coach sports. Um, they inspire their players to exceed at high levels or whatever athletics they're doing. But I think a Christian coach, you step it up a little bit. I think you really, truly invest in your players and not just them, but your players' families. You try to help them understand that what they do matters, why they do it matters, who they play for matters. It's not just their teammates, their coach, their families, but it's all on a spiritual level. Being a Christian coach, you are impacting your team, your players, their athletes to play in a way that glorifies God and really to impact them in a way that what you coach them on the court, on the field, wherever it may be, that they take that and apply it to their lives. And I think being a coach is an occupation that is very impactful. And when you reach these kids with the sport, but you can reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So really, yeah, whatever, whatever you're coaching, a Christian coach is your coaching life. Awesome. I love how you even started off. Step it up. It's like we're going to the next level. Mm. We know that it's not just for the uh, earthly scoreboard, but a higher reward than that as well. Well, I love Ant I love hearing the answers to those questions. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Uh, hey, back us up. Let's rewind a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um, your home life as far as growing up, born, raised, parents, siblings, all that good stuff. Yeah, awesome, man. Taking me way back. I'm getting older, but uh, I'll be honest, all glory to God. I look back at my upbringing and how blessed I was to be brought up in uh, a family who mom and dad were together. Didn't have a lot of money growing up in Pittsburgh. Dad straight to the steel mill out of high school. Mom, Christian school teacher, not making a lot of money. But man, I always had you, Jay. My, my brothers were always there. We had great neighborhood friends. We got to get plugged into a, a Christian school, um, got to play a lot of different sports, even some I didn't like, like baseball. Sorry if you're a baseball guy. <laughs> um, but looking back at my life, it was incredible. Just the upbringing of a Christian family. And even though we didn't have a lot, maybe with material possessions and money, man, we always had each other, always had support from mom and dad and, and, and family. So, you know, looking back at the way I was brought up, it is impacting me today. The, the life lessons that I got from my home life, from my teachers, from my coaches, it, it's impacted me and made me who I am today. So very proud to be from Pittsburgh. You say it as well. Never want to move back. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely too cold, but family is very, very in, important. And I believe you should never forget your roots, even if there's there's bad stuff in there, because we all know adversity is tough and hard, but that's sometimes what God uses in our life to make us who we are. So very grateful for my upbringing and going to a Christian, small Christian school and just getting plugged in with a lot of different 
things that the school had to offer, but more importantly, man, mom and dad always just got off the phone with them, by the way, and talked to them too. So nice. good stuff in my childhood. Uh, Pittsburgh to Boca Raton. I, I'm sure there's just, uh, yep. You, you, how do you what explain am I doing? that, right? What so am I growing doing up here, in guy? Pittsburgh, who, who's your, who's your team? Who's you rooting for? Uh, obviously anything Pittsburgh, obviously the Steelers, even when they're good or bad, that's what you do. It's black and gold. The Penguins, the Pirates are not that good. They stink, but that's our <laughs> baseball team. Unfortunately, we don't have a basketball team, so I got to root for the heat because that's where I'm at here. But even with college, not that I'm a huge college sports fan, but it, it, it's pit. That's, that's just what you do. And die hard Pittsburgh fans. Compared to South, that's how it is. I hate to... now. Um, present day, uh, married, wife, kids. Tell us about your family. What's going on yeah, now? Yeah, uh, very blessed, man. I I always tell people this. God has not blessed me with a lot of this, this, and this. But wow, has He blessed me with an incredible wife? We just celebrated our nineteenth wedding anniversary. Congratulations! So, you know, it's it's one and done. Where we're in it. Um, I have three amazing kids, uh, son Joshi, who's 16, my daughter, Brooklyn, 14, and my youngest, Reggie, who is 12. And we're currently living in West Boca, just teaching PE um, at a small Christian school, Boca Raton Christian School. I also have an awesome opportunity of being the assistant youth director at the our church that we go to, Boca Community, um, also get to do um, fitness with group classes at a local gym, the Institute of Human Performance, which is IHP, IHOP without the pancakes. <laughs> and I and I know you mentioned it, but I get to be a, a fitness pastor with a ministry called 11th Element. So it's all about faith. It's all about family, all about fitness, man. If, if you pick Three words, that's what Josh Good is about right there. Faith, family, fitness. Oh, I love it. The three Fs, faith, family, fitness, so good. And uh, man, you do sound blessed, my brother, and incredibly busy and juggling a lot of, on your plate. Um, hey, let's ask this. Let's uh, transition a little bit. I'm curious about your faith story. So uh, let our listeners know a little bit about that journey with mm -hmm. faith and accepting Christ as your savior. And then maybe even if you want to share one major spiritual lesson that God's taught you or is teaching you now. Yeah. Great question, man. Um, all this other stuff is awesome, but it, it goes down to that first F, which is faith. And like I said, very blessed to be brought up in a Christian home. Um, had a lot of good people in my life, but I'll, I'll be real with you. The faith was, it wasn't real. Like I knew all about it. I knew how to act, how to talk. I can put on a, you know, a good game face when I was around the Christian realm, but deep down inside, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't truly real. When I was about eight years old, well, actually I was eight years old, August 10th, 1987. I was talking to one of my older brothers. It was Jay. We shared a room. It was horrible because he snored, but one <laughs> night, we were just talking after church and he's like, Hey man, you going to heaven? You going to hell? Do you know about Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, like I know all about that. And, and he kind of said, well, you know, is, is Jesus real in your life? Have you ever accepted him in you? And I was like, you know what, Jay, even at eight years old, didn't understand everything about the Bible. I said, man, I haven't. 
And he's like, you should go talk to dad. So dad's downstairs. I sneak out of bed. I'm tiptoeing down our old house. It makes noise. And dad, I wasn't the best kid out of our family. He immediately looks at me. What are you doing out of bed? Getting bad. And I'm like, I just want to get saved. I just want to get saved. <laughs> so it was kind of cool because I went and talked to our dad and he went through the Romans road and just being a sinner. I said, I understand. I want to, I want to do that. And it wasn't the prayer that saved me. It was putting my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and played the old, you know, hot, warm Christian did that for a while. Mm. And I believe I got saved when I was eight years old. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now you fast forward till after college, finishing up my senior year at a small Christian school in Clearwater, uh, Florida. And there was a moment in my life where I was at the airport. I'm flying home for Christmas. This guy in the airport comes up to me. Hey, man, you know about Jesus, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I know all about that stuff. He started talking to me, and I just started opening up to this, this stranger. His name was Chris. And he's just telling me about yourself or telling about life. I'm telling him I want to be a Christian school teacher, a Christian coach. It's going to be awesome. And then I just started sharing things in my life that he's like, man, it doesn't, doesn't match up the way you're living, the things you're doing, the friends you, you hang out with. And he left. I never saw this guy again. God brought Chris in my life at the airport in Baltimore, Maryland. And I went to stall number two, not to go to the bathroom, <laughs> sat down, tears in my eyes saying, God, I know I'm saved, but I'm, I want to be 100% sold out. I'll do whatever you want me to do, go wherever you want. And I said, you know what? I gave you my heart when I was eight years old and I began to take pieces of that back. Hey, my friends, I got that. Hey, listen, my girlfriend, I got that. Hey, the, the things I do, I got that. And it was at that moment, thanks to Chris, which mm. God brought, where I said, God, total 100%, I'm all yours. Wow. And that was that moment where, yeah, I got saved when I was eight, but boy, it was sold out at age 22. That's awesome. So 22 yeah. is when that happened. And you're how old now? I'd rather not say, but <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be 43 here in a few Ooh, days. That a yeah, boy. Man. Looking good. Sup, 43, man. man. Halftime of life. Yes. Yes. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, uh, awesome testimony. And it's even cool how your older brother, my younger brother, Jay was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. What yeah, about this? Yeah. How about who are some role models from the past and maybe what have you learned from those role models? So maybe uh, two or three role models, mentors in your life from the past and what have you learned from them? Yeah. Yeah. And even before I get into that, the other question was uh, something you learned from your faith and you know, this, I'm a big faith over fear. Um, I've seen how fear can take you down a road of defeat and death and just negative thinking, which a lot of stuff that's happened in my life has been hard and it's when that faith is real that God gives me hope and gives me life. And that's a big, huge spiritual lesson in my life is faith over fear. Uh, role models. Well, you, you are one of them, my big brother. But you have been somebody who have who has impacted me. And it's kind of cool because, you know, you taught PE for, you know, that time being. I came in and I started to teach PE. And, you know, you do some fitness classes here and there. And I, I got to do fitness. And you started coaching. I started coaching. So, Definitely you giving you a big shout out because you are one of my role models. I'm truly grateful for you and the impact you've had on my life. I'm sure we have the same one here as well is um, 
I'll say mom and dad. Mom and dad are someone who I look up to and I, I see their faith and I see the sacrifice they made for, you know, us boys and their family and always been there for us, always supporting us, always loving us. Even when I know for me, I made mistakes, they were still there for me. Dad is one of my role models, just good advice. You know, dad's the one who I can go to and say, hey, dad, this is what's going on. And he'll, he'll say, hey, man, maybe try this and try that. Never any pressure or anything like that. But man, my, my parents, you, I obviously got to give a lot of my coaches um, some shout outs. Um, I know you had the same coach. Bob Kern was our soccer coach. And he taught me to have fun, work hard, glorify God. I still try to live by that. Uh, enjoy your life, be a hard worker, but more importantly, glorify God and everything. And what's so cool is I get to teach these to the students and players that I I have in my classes and on my my teams. And so not just him, but probably another one, Coach Wubina. Hey, man, read a Proverbs every day. Hey, you, you're spending time in God's word. He was someone that says spending time with God is important with the devotion. So each role model is is huge and they kind of each taught me something different that I still use today. Nice. And I love what you said about Coach Kern. Uh, have fun, work hard, glorify God. And I've, I've seen you over the years implement that as part of your ingredient, your culture. Um, so as we talk about coaching, uh, what are some of the sports that you coach? Um, have coached, um, been involved in, and maybe even how you, you mentioned a little bit how you got into coaching, but maybe just share a little bit about your your journey with coaching and the present and the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sports is this huge in my life. You know, I, we got to play a lot of different sports growing up. Um, our mom and dad encouraged it. They never had to force us to do it. It's just something that, yo, I'm just, I love it. I love being out there, fresh air if you're outside, um, exercise, you know, just being around the team. There's just something about that, that I just fell in love with. So when the time came to go to college, I was like, okay, I love, I love people. I, I love sports man, maybe I should coach and be a PE teacher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I saw that and the parents encouraged me. I know you encouraged me that. And so for me, it was pretty easy. You know, it wasn't something I really had to think about. And just the, the gifts that God has given to me, I felt like I'm going to use these for that. So I remember my first year teaching or excuse me, coaching. I called you because it was my first time ever coaching. It was elementary soccer for a school down in Pompano Highlands Christian Academy. And it was fourth, fifth and sixth grade. And I go out in the field and there's 60 players. <laughs> and I know I didn't kneel. And I, I was like, Oh my heavens. I called you. I don't know if you remember this. I said, Jim, what do I do? And you said, just get a couple balls out, have the kids dribble up and back. You'll be able to cut 30. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so was I right? That, you were totally right. Man. <laughs> Uh, so that was my first coaching experience, but there, man, I coached elementary soccer for 17 years. And I look at that and some people look at youth sports. Oh, that's not important. Mm. I think it's crucial because that's where you set the tone. My job was to get those elementary kids ready for 
the next level. So I took that very seriously. So I did that for 17 years. And I'll tell you what, I still connect with kids that I had on my team today. Now they're all older and married and I feel old, but mm-hmm. the relationships I built, I, I had the opportunity next basketball was my next thing. My favorite sport started with elementary. And then I found my sweet spot boys, middle school. That is my jam. <laughs> I love, cause you know what they can do things, but they don't know everything. And um, you can kind of push them, unlike elementary, like it's too hot. I need a juice box. So it was it was the next level for me. And I got to do that for 19 years at, at Highlands, as well as the new school, Matt Boca Christian. Um, throughout that track and field, um, I think that that that's it. A little track and field. Never did baseball. I'm not into I'm not into that stuff. Um <laughs> So I, I was slow, never, yeah, it's too slow for me. Um, and, and it's so cool because you coach sports, but now it's cool because, you know, you think of group fitness, you're, you're actually a, a coach as well. You're not just right. a, a trainer, but you're, you're coaching these people with how to work out, how to do this exercise. And man, it's so cool coaching. Now it doesn't matter what I do. I'm just coaching life, whether it's in PE, whether it's basketball, whether it's being a dad, a husband, you just, you're just, you're just out in life coaching life. So very grateful to be in this role. Well, it sounds like God has been using you and I I've had a front row seat watching what you do. And again, we're with coach Josh good on the Christian coach podcast. And it's very obvious to you relationships, connection, um, here's a question for our listeners. Maybe that new coach, that younger coach, that 22 year old coach, just like you reached out to me, your older brother, uh, for some advice, but what would be maybe one or two little nuggets you got as far as that new coach starting and, and getting his feet wet, whether it be elementary, whether it be first year varsity, first year in college, uh, it doesn't matter what we coach. We're coaching life, like you said. But what uh, what advice would you give that new coach as he starts off? First of all, huge shout out if you're coaching because it is a position of leadership. It's a position where you're a role model, whether you want to be or not. It's a position where you're going to deal with not just players, but referees, um, parents and things like that. And, and here's the thing. It's okay. If you make a mistake, if, if you can just be a positive example and yeah, teach your sport, coach your sport. But if, if you have the heart behind it, knowing why you're doing it, mm-hmm. like if you know why you're doing it and you know who you're doing it with, and hopefully you're, you're, you're doing it to glorify God. It's all for him. And if you're doing it, why to impact others, I think you're going to be a success. And you said it as well. And it's important building relationships. A lot of times we look at our players and it's kind of like, Hey, you know, like, like I'm in charge and you know, I'm, I'm the puppet master. And I put all these pieces. Look what I did. No, that, that that's another human. That's another person. You need to show them love. You need to show them care You need to instruct them. You need to discipline them the right way. It is an amazing role to be a part of their lives. And when you realize you can impact these Mm -hmm. players, no matter what level, no matter what sport, man, I would just say, man, make connections and not just with your players, but, you know, with the people involved in your player's life as well. 
not only that, but it's my three rules. Hey, have fun with it. I remember when I first started coaching elementary soccer, I thought it was the most important thing in the world. Everyone cares about this. <laughs> and I realized nobody cares about this <laughs> except, except the people you are coaching and their families. So guess what? You may think no one cares about you. Yeah, God cares. These families cares. So take that on. It is important. And not only that, but yeah, have fun with it. It's important, but it's back to my three things. Have fun, be a hard worker with it, do the best you can. And of course, glorify God with it. So if you're, if you're a new coach, it's all about relationships, do the best you can be a hard worker, but have fun with it and glorify God with it and make yeah, connections. Good advice. I think it's, uh, I know it's Reverend Brilly Graham. He says a coach will impact more players in a year than the average person mm. does in a lifetime. So when I think about you encouraging people about you know, making an impact through your sport and through your coaching, that's what we get to do. And uh, I know for me, something that kind of changed just recently was I always loved my kids. I love my athletes, but I, I love them as players. And when I love them as players, it's what they can do for me. And then I kind of changed it and I started loving them as people. And when I started loving mm -hmm. them as people, it's what yeah. I can do for them. Yeah. And that's talk such about good. that service and stuff. So you're, yeah. you're right and, there. And I, and I know you're a quote guy, Teddy Roosevelt. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. That's, that's one right. thing I'm like, that's huge. That's huge. I'm excited to kind of bring this up because I know it's your passion. I'm seeing your shirt. I'm wearing a shirt you gave me. So you need to tell our listeners um, what is 11th Element all about, uh, philosophy, the mission, your role, and what you guys are doing within the community. <laughs> Yeah, very blessed to be a part of this ministry. Um, a kid that graduated from the school that we both used to work at, Highlands Christian, name is Logan Poyer. He was the founder. God just laid on his heart to do something with fitness and to use that to impact people with their faith as well. So me and you went to the first 11th element ever, which was almost about three years ago. We did a CrossFit workout. We had a devotion. We connected with people. And when we left, I went to Logan. I said, I love what you're doing. I've always been about faith and fitness. I want in on this. So 11th element in the fitness community, there are 10 elements to fitness, strength, speed, flexibility, all, all that stuff. Not going to go through them all. We like to add one more element and that is the faith element. And that's why it's called the 11th element. And what we get to do is we get to go into local gyms, local fitness centers, and we get to offer free community workouts. We bring people in, and we give them a nice, safe, functional. I know that's what I like to do. It's all about safety because we want them to come back and we want to be safe. And then after our workout, we love on them. We pray with them. We share devotion. We share God's word. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that 11th element, man, with that faith, man, it comes hospitality, free drinks, free snacks. We're connecting. I'm going out to breakfast with people. I, I did a wedding at a couple I met at an 11th element like event. I'm like, how cool is that? And what we do is we're just doing life together. We just use fitness and we add that faith in as well. So the 11th element, it is a passion of mine. I love to kick people's butt in a fun way, but I love when the community comes together and people are connecting and physical training is, poor, is important. First Timothy 4.8, but 
godliness, the spiritual training. That's what we can use for this life and the life to come. So it's all about fitness, but man, is it so much more. Yeah. And I can hear in your voice, I see in your eyes, the passion you have for 11th element and I've been a part of it and you do an incredible job. And so, uh, man, like you said, the physical is important, but the spiritual so much more, but it's awesome how they kind of go hand in hand. And I know for me Mm -hmm. personally, God woke me up first physically, but then, uh, had to kick my butt spiritually. So awesome. What 11th element is all about. Um, I was going to ask you this because I know about it and our listeners uh, will have a chance to know more about you mentioned your faith over fear and kind of had probably a little uh, traumatic event about a year ago. I was part of that in the gym and please share as much or as little as you want with what happened to your oldest son, uh, Joshi, and that crazy day there in the spring. Yeah, man. Um, we got a few sayings. I know God's got this is something we both experienced when our world was rocked. And and that was another thing that came in with the faith over fear. Uh, another thing that is, is one of my sayings is grateful, just grateful for life, grateful for good, but also grateful for bad. And another quote is let's go just live your life like let's get after it. But my faith over fear is a big one. Um, my son, when he was born, he's 16 now. He's doing awesome. Incredible. He's got basketball training coming up, super excited. But he, he was born with a heart condition, aortic stenosis. And we had a scare when he was first born, had to be um, down in ICU with some heart issues, um, had to have some procedures done, always checking on his heart for, you know, ever since he's been alive, different medication, different doctors, always seen his cardiologist. Well, two years ago, he was in PE class like any other normal day. We're playing lacrosse indoor, which was nice in South Florida. And we're playing all of a sudden. I see this kid just boom, slam on the ground. And I didn't know who it was until I started running over. And I realized it was my son. Immediately, I knew there was something wrong with his heart. We flip him over. My son, Joshy, not responding, you know, smacking his face, looking at his eyes, trying to revive him. And praise God, we were exactly where we needed to be. You were there. Um, our athletic secretary, our athletic director, we got the, you know, the fibrillator device out. We shocked him back to life. He, he, he was dead. And God did his thing through different people and different technology and then from there, we knew, okay, it's time to go and, and fix what he's had um, for so long. And so he had to have open heart surgery. And I'll be honest, that was the hardest thing I have ever been through, where you just want to take the place for your son. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that moment, it got me a glimpse of how much God loved me because God sent his son and he saw him suffer and die on the cross. And in that moment, I got a, I got a better understanding of the love of my heavenly father. And I, I, I shared it when we first started talking, fear was setting in. Oh no, what, what, what if he doesn't make it through? What if this happens? What if, what if he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have even bigger problems. And my fear started to set in and it was taking me down a road I didn't wanna go. I was defeated. I had negative thoughts. It was, I was so drained physically, emotionally, spiritually. And there was a time I'm just looking at my son and I'm doing devotions with him. And I'm like, okay, I'm having devotions with my son who's just recovering from open heart surgery. And you're all about faith. It's time to make this real. Hey, God, I believe in you. You got this. 
you know what? I'm grateful this has happened. Let's go. Let's get through this. And immediately I'm like, you know what? My faith is in someone who can heal. My faith is in someone who he can do amazing things. And he, he, he had us the perfect doctor, the perfect surgeon, the, like everything that we had, God was bringing to us. And my son recovered. He bounced back. Opar surgery. He's got a defibrillator device installed in it. He's got this huge scar. And every time I see him with his shirt off, I'll put my hand right here on his heart. And I'm like, be grateful. Faith over fear. It's mm. real. And it was just incredible. And Plus chicks my, dig scars, right? Yeah, yeah. Chicks <laughs> dig it. And, and, and my big encouragement, I, I've handed about 600 of these bracelets out. And here's the deal. Everybody has a fear. Yeah. It might not be your son going through open heart surgery, but here's the deal. Whether it's big or small, everyone has a fear. Guess what? Let that faith take over. See what God can do because I've seen fear where it takes you and I've seen where faith can take you. So yeah, faith over. Oh, snap. I don't know if you can see it. If the, Yeah, boom, I have you a, got it. You I, got I it. forgot it's on the back too. Yeah. So yeah, that that's huge in my For life. For our man. listeners that are on audio, he's wearing a shirt that has faith over fear and what an incredible testimony. Thanks for sharing that. And I was living that story with you and it's amazing as pain always has purpose and beautiful analogy how we get to recognize what jesus did for us as our heavenly father giving up his son so uh man it was a wild time but god is good uh we're getting ready to close here again with coach josh good on the christian coach podcast uh we'd like to end the show with uh i call it my rapid 10 uh so i got 10 questions in one minute so first thing that comes to your mind and you just get to shoot them off. Uh, some of the things Love it. know you a little bit better and then uh, we'll it. close in prayer. So you ready? Got to get 10 of them in, in a minute. So here we go. Uh, bring right. it. Here we go. Favorite junk food. Cheese Doritos. Favorite Nacho sports cheese. team. Sports team. Oh, Steelers. Uh, your go-to restaurant. Oh, Chili's. Uh-huh. Truck or car. Truck. Movie or book? Ooh, both. Oh, the audio <laughs> book. Um, all right, beach house or cabin in the woods? Ooh, depends if it's the weekend or not, but beach house. <laughs> Favorite Bible verse? Oh, gosh, too many. Joshua 1 9. God's got this. Be strong, be courageous. Favorite Bible character? Joshua. Joshua. Warrior. All, all kinds of Warrior. All right, last two. Warrior. One word, only one to describe yourself. One word. One word to describe myself. Hype. All right. One word that others would use to describe yourself. Oh, one word to des- from other people. Yeah. Uh, positive. All right. That's good. All right. You did it. You had 57 Ooh. seconds. You made it. You, you made a, it. You had a few in there that stumped me. I like it. Uh, all right. Before we close, we always end in prayer. But uh, if anybody wants to connect with you, contact you, maybe questions about 11th element, or I know you're you're good at encouraging people, praying with people. Uh, where can they contact you? What are you comfortable um, sharing? Oh, man, I'll share it all. I'm all about uh, connecting with anybody. Um, you can follow me on TikTok if you want to do that. Uh, but i'm on yeah but uh, i i am on instagram facebook um whether it's email i I mean i can give that stuff out whatever you want um and 11th element i mean i you know we're on instagram we're on really all social media you can find us on the web as well and 
find out what we're all about, our mission statement. Also, Boca Christian, I'm there teaching, Boca Community Church. If you're locally, I'd love to invite you in, love to connect with you uh, and get you plugged in our community. Awesome. My little bro, man, now you get to know what he's all about. Watch out when we get together, but God has been good. We've been through a lot together. And like I said, I had a front row seat watching this dude do what he does. Hey, I'm going to close in prayer. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. God, thanks for who you are. Thank you for an incredible conversation. Thank you for our families. Thank you for Josh sharing a little bit about his story and just thank you for our listeners who are taking the time to uh, learn more about what being a Christian coach is all about. Um, we thank you for the free gift of salvation. Thank you for the opportunity, privilege we have. We get to serve an awesome guy. We get to use sports. We get to use athletics. We get to use fitness as our platform to ultimately uh, bring you glory. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Jim, you did great for your first ever interview. That was that was phenomenal. Just such great camaraderie between you and your brother, Josh. And what an incredible story of your uh, nephew. Um, and I was just so glad that he was open um, and willing to share that story with us. Chad, what, what did you like? Yeah, well, I, I remember when Jim came on as a guest, you know, he, we asked for prayer at the end every time. And that was his prayer request. We were praying for for his brother and his nephew. And um, but yeah, I, I, we've had a ton of interviews, right. And we love just, um, helping connect people through, through Twitter or Instagram or email or website. And, um, yeah, Josh definitely has to rank as the coolest guest that we've ever had because he mentions his TikTok. Um, you know, I, I'm not on TikTok yet. Uh, if I need to be, maybe I should, but, uh, I think that just gets him some instant cred in uh, in the cool circle. No doubt, Chad, he is the, uh, 13 year old trapped in a 43 year old man's body. <laughs> but I, I hope I, I hear his passion with the 11th element. And um, I know that God's uh, called him as this unique term, a fitness pastor. But uh, what a cool um, kind of scenario he's working with in local gyms in the area. Well, as we always close, um, the mission field is right where you're at.